All right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, all you brave souls. All you brave souls that weathered the storm and the weather. And all of you sitting at home in your warm, comfy beds with your hot chocolate, we salute you this morning. Way to go. <laughs> Just so you know, so if you're new around here, um, I spent most of my life growing up in Canada. And before I lived here, we lived up in, uh, our whole family lived in, way up in northern BC, like border of the, the Arctic Circle kind of thing. Well, not quite that far north, but way up there. And we, so if you're wondering, like, if it's snowing, are, are we going to cancel? We don't cancel around here, okay, for snow. We just don't. So it could be like five feet of snow outside, power out. I will like, I'll walk through the snow with my dog sled team and I'll have a candle here in this room. We'll be here, okay? We'll be here. So, so Christmas Eve rolls around this week. We'll be here. We'll be here. No, we'll, we'll be here. Um, I actually, I love the snow. So I'm super excited that it's snowing out and it just brings this extra magical component to the whole Christmas season. And so it's just, I love it. All right. And some of you are just like, okay, whatever, Rich. Whatever. So I've been kind of sick this week, and I'm coming off this cold and this sore throat thing. So you get Barry Manilow, Rich, this morning with my, <laughs> the low baritones going on. I got my tea up here just in case. But um, yeah. Is it Barry White or Barry Manilow? There's no Barry Manilow? What? Okay, I'm, I feel like I'm having an awakening this morning. The Barry that sings low, that's who I'm going to be this morning. Okay, Barry White, okay. <laughs> All right, okay, okay, let's, let's turn the corner here. Um, we started this new series uh, a few weeks back called Encounter, and... Um, it's called Encounter, Experiencing God's Presence. And uh, the heart of this series is really that this, this season, in, in, in these moments that we have on Sunday morning, would you, would, you, would just, you just hear the inv invitation of your Father in Heaven inviting you to not just blow through this season and just have it be all about the rush and the hurry and, and all the stuff that, that goes with the Christmas season, but that you would hear Him inviting you each one of you to encounter him. God wants, here's the crazy thing, God wants you to encounter him. And if he didn't, he wouldn't have come 2,000 years ago as this baby born into our world where he would walk among us and serve us and interact with us. He, he did that because he wants to encounter us. And then when he left back up to heaven, he didn't leave us alone, the Bible says. No, he, he left us and sent his Holy Spirit so that you and I could encounter him on a regular, consistent basis in our lives. It's this really, really good news um, that, that we all have. Um, one of the blessings that, that I had in my childhood and in my youth is that I was actually, I was raised in this environment. Um, my dad was a pastor. I'm like a fifth, sixth generation pastor. That's way, it goes way the heck back. But I was raised in this environment where I got to witness people encountering God on a regular basis. Um, when, I, when I was a kid, my dad pastored a church that would have these, um, we call them um, rallies, like Easter rallies, and there'd be like a, a fall rally, and then there were just camps and all this retreats. And uh, these would go for days on days on end, and we would have breakfast, lunch, and dinner together, and services in between. And, and sometimes we wouldn't even get out of church until like well after midnight. 
and they would just go on and on and on. But one of the things that was really cool about these is that people would come from all around. I grew up in these little tiny rural fishing and logging villages in BC, and they'd come from all over the place expecting, not hoping or just wishing, but really expecting that they were going to encounter God. And I, I had the, the, just the, the blessing of growing up seeing people healed. Um, I got to see whole families. I remember this one family in our church, just they encountered God. Dad, mom, all five of the kids just radically changed their lives around, didn't have anything to do with church, but, but went from just far from God to like full-on following Jesus. Um, I got to see people delivered, set free from sin and bondage. Um, not because they heard some preacher giving five tips to a better life. No, because they encountered God. They encountered God. And so as this, this young person and eventually this young adult, I just had this, 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 this the, the desire stirred inside of me to encounter God. I remember in my mid-20s um, just being hungry uh, for more of God to the point where it was almost like your first love. You know, remember back to your first love and you just can't get enough of that person? I kind of was, had this thing going on where I, just, I wanted more of God. And around that time, I came across this book that maybe some of you had read back in the day called God Chasers. And it was written by this, this, uh, this guy named Tommy, Tommy Tinney. He just had this heart to see God bring revival. And um, I resonated with a lot of this stuff that he wrote in the book. But one of the things he said in this book was, he said, Christianity is not just a doctrine or an argument. It's an experience. It's not just a doctrine. It's not just a bunch of teaching and understanding about life and the universe and God and how, how all that works or, or an argument against this religion or whatever. No, it's an experience. You see, you have a choice. You have a choice as a believer. You, you can settle for a faith where it's just all about hearing stories about God, where you learn the ways of God. And all that is good, but there's also, there's another way that's, a, that's the better way. You can be someone that doesn't just settle for the stories and the doctrine. You can be someone who encounters God for yourself. You encounter God for yourself. You experience Him just like you, you would a friend. You can be someone who says with David, David said, my heart says of you, seek His face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. I will chase after you. I will pursue you, God. I want more of you, more of your presence in my life. And this option is available to every single one of us because our founder, our leader, is not some dead guy that's still in his tomb. No, our founder, our leader, our God is alive. And because of that, you and I don't have to settle for stale, lifeless, dead, boring religion. We can encounter the living God in, for ourselves. It's awesome news. In fact, my heart for all of us on Sunday mornings is that you would, you would encounter God in this time that we're together. You know, I, I don't want you leaving this place going, man, Rich is a good preacher, or yeah, the worship is just awesome, great music. We have this great hospitality, kids, all this kind of stuff. I mean, I hope you say all that stuff. But more than, than all of that, my prayer is that you would leave this, this time together, whether it's in this building or you're, you're in your living room, wherever you're, you're, you're tuning in, but you would leave this time saying, I encountered God this morning. I met with Jesus this morning. God moved in my life. 
That's the prayer. That is the prayer. Encountering God. And the Christmas story is, is, is filled with stories of people encountering God. In this series, we're actually, we're looking closely at the, the God encounters that, that Mary had. I got to have a sip of this. By the way, there's hot chocolate and apple cider out there this morning. Just thought you should know. Feel free. Get up and go. I'm, I won't be offended if you want to grab some. <laughs> but in this series, we are, we're looking at how Mary just had all these amazing encounters with God. In week one, we looked at the, the posture of encounter that Mary had. She just was this humble young lady who had this, this uh, humility and this desire for, for God. Then last week, we looked at how trust and obedience is so important when it comes to meeting and encountering God because encounters with God will bring this blessing. I knew my son would take me up on that offer. <laughs> that encounters with God, they bring this blessing, but they also bring disruption. Where, where God comes along and says, hey, you've been living life this way. I've, I've got a another plan for, for you, a, a good plan, a better plan, and that can disrupt our lives. And of course, Mary is the, the, the ultimate example of this where her life is disrupted to the point where she's pregnant, unmarried, this virgin, she gets pregnant and ends up having to flee her homeland, all this kind of stuff. Major disruption happens in her life as a, re, as a result of encountering God. And she has trust in obedience. And today we're going to look at, so last week we looked at the, a lot of the, the disruption that happens because of encounter at times. But today what I want to do is spend a little more time looking at some of the blessing that comes with encountering God. Specifically, the joy, the joy of encountering His presence. Mary's first encounter with God happens through this angelic visit. She's uh, doing whatever she's doing. The Bible doesn't tell us what she's up to, but all of a sudden... The angel Gabriel comes and tells her that she's going to give birth to the Messiah. And then this morning, we're going to read about another encounter that she has. And, and it's an encounter that actually happens through um, a relative of hers. So the angel comes and says, hey, you're going to give birth to the Messiah. And then, then almost immediately after that happens, she goes on this little journey. The Bible says, at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. Now, there's a couple of reasons why Mary decides to go here. One, she needs to tell somebody. Um, with all my children, uh, Becky and I, uh, when, when we found out that she was pregnant, one of the first things that, that we wanted to do was tell people. This is good news, great news. So you, you want to you get on the phone and you tell your family, your friends, all that. Um, today, of course, parents make that big announcement on social media most of the time. But whether it's a child on the way or some other kind of good news in your life, uh, what do you want to do when you have good news? You want to share it. You want to tell someone. So Mary, she's no different. She wants to tell someone. But who is she going to tell? She's unmarried and pregnant through the Holy Spirit. She can't exactly hop on her social media feed and blurt that out there. Hey, y'all, I'm pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Great news. She's got nobody to tell. And so what she does, though, is she, she decides to tell her, her relative, Elizabeth, and there's a very specific reason why she decides to tell Elizabeth. It's because when the angel revealed to Mary that she was going to be pregnant, the angel also told Mary at the same time, hey, your relative Elizabeth, um, who's very old and has been barren her entire life, she's miraculously six months pregnant. 
So if God showed up to me and said, hey, Rich, uh, in nine months, Becky's going to give birth to the next president of the United States. Oh, and by the way, your 70-year-old mom is also pregnant. <laughs> Guess who I'm going to go visit right away in order to confirm that what is happening is not just bad pizza, but is actually God speaking to me. I'm going to go visit my mom, and if I show up and I see my mom is six months pregnant, I'm going to go, okay, that wasn't bad pizza. That was, that was God speaking to me. And so Mary hurries to Elizabeth's home. She has to see if, if what has happened, what, what the angel has told her, she has to see, is this really true? And if Elizabeth is six months pregnant, it's a pretty good, pretty good sign that it's true. And when she arrives, the scripture says that when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And in a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. It's beautiful. And Mary, just so you know, is encountering God in that moment all over again. She's encountering God. It's not like God just shows up out of nowhere. It's just, you know, she's actually encountering God through someone else. We're going to get more into this next week. But she's encountering God through her relative Elizabeth. And as she does, her heart is filled with worship and adoration. And in that moment, she sings a song. It likely wasn't a song that she just kind of came up randomly on the moment, on the fly with. It was likely a song that she had memorized as a little girl. In fact, this song mirrors in another song sung by a pregnant woman way back in the Old Testament, a lady named Hannah. And she sings this song, and she starts the song with, off like this, saying, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, holy like we sang this morning, holy is his name. Now there's a word that stands out. So in all the, these, these scriptures that we read this morning, there's a word to me that stands out more than any other word in, in this text. And it's a word that just kind of pops um, with these two pregnant ladies, no pun intended. And it's, it's the word, it's the word blessed. The word blessed. Blessed. Twice, Elizabeth tells Mary that she's blessed. She also tells her that her child will be blessed. And then Mary comes along with this song, and she sings, all generations will call me what? They'll call me blessed. Mary is blessed, blessed, blessed. Triple blessed. In the original Greek language, there's actually multiple words for this word blessed. And even in, in this text, there's multiple words used, but the one that, that is used the most is the Greek word makariah. Not macaroni, makariah. And it's, it's the same word that Jesus uses in the Beatitudes when he comes along and says, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those that hunger and thirst. And it's a word that essentially means happy or joyful. That's what Mary is. She, she, and here's the thing about encountering God. God. Yes, it can be unexpected. Yes, it can cause disruption in your life. But there is nothing, nothing, nothing that brings deep, lasting joy inside here 
quite like encountering God. When you encounter God, it, 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 it will lead to joy. Mary is filled with joy. Elizabeth is filled with joy. She's finally having a baby, and there's so much joy that Elizabeth says, the baby in my womb left for what? Left for joy. Now, this isn't a sermon this morning on, on abortion, but from a biblical perspective, you will not find a stronger argument or evidence that what's growing in the womb is a person who is called, cho chosen, and alive than this right here. Even the baby is filled with joy in this moment. There's joy everywhere. In fact, even in the, the other stories that are surrounding the, the birth of Jesus, men and women are const constantly encountering God, and we see the result being joy. The angel proclaims to the shepherds, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. The, the magi from the east, they saw the star that we sung about this morning, and, and uh, the star that would lead to where Jesus was born. And the Bible says when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. Not just joy, they were overjoyed. Out of their joy flowed worship and praise as they bowed down before the baby Jesus and gave him their costly gifts. When you encounter God, you encounter joy. When you encounter God, you encounter joy. And the reason is simple. It's because there is no one, listen, there is no one as joyful as God is. If your picture of God is boring, solemn, never has a smile on his face, just super downcast, depressed, you have the wrong picture of God. My Bible tells me that in his presence, there is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. And if you find your life lacking in the joy department these days, it just might be that you are overdue for an encounter with God. Because when you encounter God, it will lead to joy. I have this friend who I don't talk to or see nearly enough. He lives up in Canada. Um, his name is Kevin, and my kids will all probably know who I'm talking about. But um, he's one of those people that just whenever you see him, he just, he just brings joy to me. He doesn't even have to try. It's not like he's got this funny sense of humor, but he just brings joy. He's this short, stocky little man. Um, he's actually, he grew up in, in Newfoundland. Um, if you don't know where Newfoundland is, it's way over on the east coast of Canada. And uh, Newfoundland's a very interesting place. They have their own unique version of the English language over there. And, and this guy, Kevin, he's always saying things, saying things like, what's going on, my boy? And... and uh, <laughs> If he were preaching today, he would not be talking about Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Joseph, the father of Jesus. It would be Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Joseph, the father of Jesus. I'm telling you, they got their own unique language. It's this, it's this interesting thing. But Kevin, this guy, he's got this permanent kind of mischievous smile on his face. And even when he tries to talk serious to me, I feel bad because I'm smiling the whole time when he's trying to... <laughs> You know what, you have that sometimes someone's trying to tell you something serious and there's something about them, you just, you're smirking the whole time. That's how it is with Kevin. He just brings me so much joy every time I'm with him. And, and God's kind of like that. There is always joy in his presence, fullness of joy. When you encounter him, you are blessed. You're blessed. In this account of Mary, we see that there's really several things that specifically lead to her experiencing joy. And the first thing is this, her hunger is satisfied. In this song that she sings, she sings about how 
He has filled the hungry with good things. Her hunger is satisfied. And every person listening to this, whether you're here or online, you, you have a hunger deep down inside your soul. Every single one of us. You are chasing something. Your soul needs joy. Your soul needs love. Your soul needs peace. Your soul needs purpose. You are, you will chase after these until your soul is satisfied. You'll chase them down. If you're a student, it's, it's, it's why you want to so desperately be accepted by your friends because your soul is chasing for, it's longing to be loved. You want peace so bad that you'll, if you're, if you're anxious about life, you'll mindlessly scroll through social media for hours. Yeah, you like winning the championship, but even more, you're after the joy that comes when you, you score that point or you get that, that role or whatever. Adults, we'll go, we'll go to great lengths to chase down joy and love and peace and purpose. Great lengths. We'll, we'll leave behind a well-paying job if we think another one will make us happier. We'll live a life of addiction if we think that that will calm whatever storm it is that we have going on inside of us and bring us peace, even if it's just a temporary peace. We'll spend our days chasing success, that next raise, that next promotion, that next position, give ourselves completely to our sports team. We chase and chase and chase, thinking that what the world offers will satisfy the hunger, but it never does. It might for a little bit, for a little season, but it will never fully satisfy the hunger. And Mary has discovered what satisfies. God alone truly satisfies the hunger that we have. And every single one of us not only chases after that, but every single one of us is going to one day discover that God alone satisfies. Whether in this life or the next, you will, you will discover one day that what you are chasing after is ultimately only ever satisfied in God. It's why Jesus comes along and declares, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And when you realize that he is joy, that he is peace, that he is love, that he is the one who can, alone can give you the purpose and that sense of mission in life that you're after, your hunger is filled. And in its place of longing is joy. It's joy. Mary's hunger is filled. That led to her joy. We also see something that else that led to her joy. Her faith is made strong. Her faith is made strong. On this last week, I asked, just in, in preparation for this morning, I asked Becky a question that I don't think I'd ever asked her before. But I asked her, hey, when did you know that you were pregnant? We have five kids. And I was just curious, like, when did you know? Did, did you just wake up one morning and all of a sudden you just knew? Did you have some kind of like crazy woman's intuition thing? Or did you get some kind of like magical moment where it's just like you just knew that you were pregnant well it turns out with becky it wasn't quite that unusual she was late for her cycle her body felt weird and she started to throw up and she's like yeah i had an inkling that i might be pregnant <laughs> like okay that works too i guess <laughs> but but i asked her because i was thinking about mary and the angel tells her that she's going to have a child and you know we usually make this big deal about how 
Mary was quick to say, yes, Lord, I'm your servant. May it happen to me as you have said. We, we, we make this big deal about how she's quick to obey, which she is. She's a woman of faith. But don't you think she probably had some moments where she doubted me just a little bit? You know, don't you think she probably woke up the next morning after that visit and thought, wow, that must have been a wild dream or something that happened. Um, did that even happen? Did an angel even appear to me? Or was I just seeing things? Or crazy. And, and, and I'm pretty sure she had doubts. And the reason I'm pretty sure she had doubts is because Mary was human. She was human. Which makes me love even more the way that God confirms his word to her through Elizabeth's pregnancy and as a result strengthens her faith. The timing of Elizabeth's pregnancy and Mary's um, announcement is, is all done in such a way that the Lord is using all of it to confirm his word to her and to strengthen her faith. And when Mary shows up and sees Elizabeth's swollen stomach, that is a sign of God's working and leading in Mary's life. I just love how God puts all that together. It's no, it's no coincidence that Mary or Elizabeth got pregnant six months before Mary. It's God working in the whole situation to strengthen this young teenager's faith who's going to have this amazing baby. And sometimes in life, God will speak to you. Maybe it's with a specific direction. He wants you to go in life. Maybe it's, it's a word of encouragement. Maybe it's simply his invitation to follow him. He speaks. And maybe at first we respond in faith. We follow and we obey. But what happens for all of us at some point is our faith weakens. Maybe life just takes a toll or maybe we just begin to question. We can drift. We tend to doubt. And what I love about God is that in those moments, he's not like some exasperated parent that just throws his hands up and is like, oh, here we go again. No, Scripture says that he remembers that we're dust in Psalm 103. He, rem he remembers that we're quick to doubt sometimes and slow to believe. And what he will often do in our lives is he'll bring along people or he'll bring along a Scripture or he'll bring along a moment like we're having this morning on a Sunday morning and he'll confirm his leading and guiding in our lives. And if you're at that place where you need a little bit of confirmation, where you need your strength faith and, uh, strengthened, God wants to remind you this morning that he's still God. He wants to remind you that he's, he's still for you. He's still with you. He hasn't abandoned you. He will keep his word and his promises to you. He wants to remind you that he will never fail. Never. And if you think that your situation is too difficult, too hard, too impossible, I remind you of the words that the angel Gabriel said to Mary. Nothing is impossible for God. Absolutely nothing. And when you turn, and when in that moment you, you decide to turn from fear and instead choose to believe, and you turn to faith, and you're going to walk in faith, you're not going to walk by, by sight, when you, when you do that, it leads to joy. It leads to this joy. And the third thing that we, we see here, so Mary, Mary gets, has her, her joy happens as, she, as her hunger is filled. It happens as her faith is strengthened. And the third thing is, is she encounters God and, and it leads to joy because her life is seen by God. It's seen by God. Listen to what she says in her song. She says, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on, all generations will call me blessed. 
He took what? He took notice. Mary says, he saw me. You know, the story of Mary is, is the, it's, it's like the original Cinderella story. She's a nobody. She's just some teenager in some backcountry town called Nazareth that most people probably hadn't even heard of. She lives a long, long way from all the palaces and the, the grandeur and all that of Rome. But she catches the eye, not just of a royal prince, no, she catches the eye of the maker of heaven and earth. God Almighty sees this lowly servant girl and says, I'm going to bless her beyond her wildest imaginations. Not because she's earned it, not because she's done something to achieve this. No, I'm going to bless her simply because that's the kind of God that I am. I'm going to lavish her with, with blessing. And guess what? He does the same thing for you and for me. He sees you. He sees you. You might feel small. You might feel lowly and insignificant. Like God surely has more important things to do. He's got some more important people to be, to be paying attention to. But no, that's not how God is. He sees you. He knows everything about you. He knows your hurt. He knows your pain. He knows the plans he has for your life. He knows every single moment of every single day of your life and is more interested in you than you could possibly imagine. In fact, he's not just interested in you. He doesn't just love you. He really, really likes you. He likes you. He's not here to condemn you. He's not here to shame you. No, he's here to set you free and to heal you. In fact, don't take my word for it. Listen to what Jesus said about why he came. He said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Good news to you. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And when you understand that God looks on you, when God looks on your life, when he sees you, when you understand that he, he sees you with, and he looks on you with joy, with favor, with grace, with a heart to see you flourish and thrive in life, know life and life to the full, it will lead to joy. It'll lead to joy. There's nothing like knowing that, that God, the maker of the heavens and earth, the king of kings, the one whose love is, is unfailing, it doesn't change, he sees you and he's for you. Are you tired of looking to the, to, to the world to have your hunger filled? Maybe someone here has just been chasing after that joy and that peace, whatever it is, that, 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 that hunger in your soul, and you're, you're just trying to find it everywhere else, doesn't that get exhausting after a while? You try one thing, and it doesn't work, and you try another thing, and it doesn't work. God is here for you to encounter. He wants to be the one that satisfies that. Are you tired of just of, of living a life where you just feel like Nobody notices you, nobody sees you, and nobody's on your, your side. God wants you to know today that he's for you. He's for you, and he wants you to know his blessing that comes when you encounter him in all of his goodness and all of his glory. And I just encourage you this, this Christmas season, um, you know, we have one more week left until Christmas. Make, make some moments this week where you just, you pull, pull aside from the busyness, and, and I know that can be, 
hard with not only just the craziness of the season, but it seems like everybody and their dog is getting sick these days. But try, real, try just create some time. It doesn't have to be like in three or four hours, you know, out in the perfect cabin in the woods or whatever. Maybe it's just you, you have some moments as you're in the kitchen getting ready or you're, you're, you're out having some activity with your family. What, what, but create some time to just really allow God to, to meet with you and where you can receive from Him. And, and when you, you do that, He'll be faithful and He'll, he'll meet you in that place. Um, let's, we're going to close our time together this morning in prayer. And, um, and let's just allow God to come in this moment and, and fill us and, and quench that, that thirst that we have. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that, Lord, you're a God who is a God who sees us. And, Lord, I pray, Jesus, for that person who is who's listening to this right now in this moment. And, God, this, even just this last week, they felt so alone. Whatever it is that they're struggling with, they felt like they can't share it with anybody, or even when they try to, it just doesn't come out quite right. But, God, you want them to know right now in this moment that, God, you see them that you see them, and God, you know exactly what it is that they're going through. God, your word says that we, we, have a, a, we don't have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with us in our weakness, but God, you are able. You know what we're going through. And God, I pray, Lord, that, that Jesus, for that person who feels like they're struggling alone, God, may that, may that awareness, God, may that, that, that news and that hope, God, that you see us, God, may that bring strength and joy and God may it draw may it draw us to you and God I just want to also thank you that Lord that you have come God that we could have our hunger fulfilled our hunger quenched God I pray Jesus that Lord that God this season God where we tend God to go to everything else to satisfy that hunger God maybe it's family maybe it's gifts God maybe it's maybe it's that 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 thing that numbs our pain. God, I pray, Lord, that in this season, God, we would all make a choice, God, to go to you to have that hunger filled. May we make that choice to go to you. And God, as we do, I pray, God, that your people, God, would, would just be filled with joy. God, that same joy that we read about in all these stories, God, around your birth. Shepherds full of joy. Wise men full of joy babies in the womb leaping for joy. God, may we have that kind of joy just flooding our souls, I pray. God, thank you so much that we can be together today. God, thank you so much for blessing us with your, your presence, with your joy, with your peace. And God, I just want to pray, Lord, that as we leave this time together, that God, we would we'd be able to go into our week, this, this big week before Christmas, God, just centered on you, having our heart and soul centered on you. I pray this in your name, Jesus. And everybody said, amen, 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 amen. Awesome. Hey, we got one more song we're going to sing. As we sing this song, we're going to give you an opportunity to give back to God your tithes and offering. And we're going to go out of here with an old gospel Christmas carol. So why don't you stand and sing this song with us and, and have a blessed, blessed week. God bless.